Hello, I'm Mary Spicer, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Behind Fashion. In these unprecedented times, the fashion industry, like so many industries, is in distress. Around the world, we have gathered to demand racial and social justice, and no industry is exempt. The hard work must continue. I created this series so that we could support one another and discuss how to move forward in this new fa fashion landscape in a thoughtful and collaborative manner. Over the next few weeks, I will introduce you to many behind the scenes from directors to designers to choreographers. I'll be taking questions during this if we can get to them during the webinar. And if you are watching this at a later time, please send me your questions and we will answer them in a timely fashion. With a virus that is discouraging the gathering of people, the touching of clothing, what does the future hold for the fashion industry? How are our roles changing? And will it change our fashions? Today, it is my great pleasure to introduce all of you to Florence Muller. Florence is an art historian and expert on contemporary fashion and the history of fashion. Florence graduated from the Institute of Art and Archaeology, the Conservatoire National des Arts et Métiers, known as CINAM, and studied world art history at the École du Louvre and earned a master's in art history and archaeology from the University of Paris. Upon graduation, Florence became the director and curator of l'Union Française des Arts de Costume, known as the UFAC, at the Musée des Arts de la Mode at the Louvre. The UFAC was headed by Pierre Berger for a number of years. Pierre was the co-founder of Yves Saint Laurent, and he remained a business partner to Yves for many years. Florence, did you first meet Pierre Berger while working at the UFAC? Yes, absolutely. Um, I met him while he was the president of, of this uh, organization, and um, it was it was great to be able to uh, collaborate with him because he is really a part of the great history of fashion through the founding of uh, Yves Saint Laurent. With uh, uh, and and uh, he was, you know, at this time he was a president of many many organizations, and uh, among them the organization that is dealing with all the fashion shows for the haute couture and ready to wear but he was also the president of the opera house in paris which oh. is you know very prestigious <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing now in 2010 you curated yves saint laurent the retrospective exhibition at the petit palais musée des beaux-arts de la ville de paris and pierre berger was the main lender of that collection and in 2012, you brought that exhibition to the Denver Art Museum. Did Monsieur Berger attend the event in Denver? Yes, uh, Pierre Berger was, uh, was there in Denver uh, for the opening. Uh, the, the exhibition uh, that I put together uh, was uh, based on the collection of the Fondation Pierre Berger Yves Saint Laurent. Now it's the Museum Yves Saint Laurent. Uh, Pierre Berger was perhaps the first to, in, the, in the fashion world to have this idea of keeping all the, the, the design of Saint Laurent, the, the drawings, everything, the photos, and uh, uh, to, 
until today, it's one of the main archives of the history of, of haute couture. And yes, he came to, to Denver and uh, he was uh, with Betty Catroux, the famous oh. Betty Catroux. <laughs> and yeah. it was great to, to open the exhibition with them. And, and for those that don't know who, know who Betty Catroux is, uh, she was a muse to Yves Saint Laurent. And then I believe that Tom Ford cited her as his muse for his very first Yves Saint Laurent Rive Gauche collection. Yes, you can see her in, in very memorable images uh, showing uh, the op opening of uh, Rive Gauche in London in 69. And she's dressed with a, a Saharian, a desert uh, tunic. Uh, with very tight pants and, and high boots, and she's super sexy. She's really <laughs> a figure and an icon of, of the fashion world. Uh, and still today, she's uh, really a very uh, famous uh, model. I, I would say she's what? more than a model, you know, she's much more than this. I think she's um, what we call an it girl. Um, it's yes. not just a model, but an influencer. And um, she was in the advertisement um, recently, a photo here of her, and this is uh, Anthony Vaccarello. Yes, Anthony Vaccarello, who is the current uh, artistic designer of Saint Laurent. And, and you can see on this image why she's much more than a muse or a model. Uh, she's more a pioneer of the genders, you know, of the diversity. Uh, of, of genders in the, in the fashion world. She was really uh, showing this way of, sh she's a woman, but she, she's showing her masculine side, you know, through her attitude and, and, and costume uh, designed by Saint Laurent. And I think that was one of the things that Eve loved about her. And here's another photo. Yes, it's <laughs> From great the photo. advertisement. You know, she's 73 in this advertisement. Yeah, it's crazy, and, and she's really an icon for many, many young people. It's, it's really unbelievable. And she has, you know, when you know her, it's not only the image, you know. She's a super rock and roll person, you know. She, really, she has this way of acting and speaking, very, very interesting. I have had the opportunity to see her speak, and she's amazing if anyone has the opportunity to find a YouTube where she's, where she's talking. Um, it's very interesting. Now, you've curated many other exhibitions worldwide as well. Um, I'd like to name a few. The Dior exhibit at the Pushkin Museum in Moscow. Yves Saint Laurent, The Perfection of Style at the Virginia Museum of Fine Art. Grace of Monaco, Princess in Dior at the Musée de Granville. Esprit Dior, which opened in Shanghai 2013 and then traveled to Tokyo in 2014 and Seoul in 2015. Shockwave Japanese Fashion Design, the 80s to the 90s at the Denver Art Museum in 2016. Madeleine Vionnet Exhibition and Mode et Liberté. Uh, you also became a professor of culture of fashion at the French Institute of Fashion known as IFM for 25 years and you've worked with fashion companies, and I'm gonna break this down because I could go through a very long list, but uh, such as Celine, L'Oreal, Louis Vuitton, and haute couture brands such as Chanel and Dior. In 2014 and 15, you were the fashion advisor for the LVMH Prize for Young Fashion Designers. And you have been published in many magazines. Here are a few, Le Jardin des Modes, Jalousse, Mixte, High Fashion, and you were the fashion editor of Surface Magazine. 
You've also published more than 30 books on the history of fashion, such as The Fashion Game Book, A World History of 20th Century Fashion. And I have to say, Florence, I did not realize, even though I had met you, we, we you know, walked through the exhibits and everything, that, that you were the Florence Mueller of my book that I absolutely love. I was pulling it out for someone that was staying for a fashion show we were having in March. And I said, oh, that's her book. This, there is so much information in here. If anyone um, would be able to get that book, I, I think it would be wonderful. You've also written Dior Impressions, The Inspiration and Influence of Impressionism at the House of Dior, Costume Jewelry for Haute Couture, Belles en Vogue, Inspiration Dior. You've co-authored the docuseries Histoire du Look, covering the history of costume for the Art TV channel. Um, you were a contributor for other documentaries such as Yves Saint Laurent in 2008, Costume Jewelry for Haute Couture in 2006, and Art and Fashion for Asseline. Florence, you have been a three-time winner of the Grand Fashion Book Prize at the University of Lyon, and today you are the Denver Art Museum's Avenir Foundation Curator of Textile Art and Fashion. Thank you so much for joining me today and our audience at Behind Fashion. I truly appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> That's very nice to be with you. And I, did you did you get your mug? I dropped it off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to to you it. and all of your successes into many, many more years. Congratulations yeah. and cheers. <laughs> yeah. mm. I mean, really, I, I really had to break this down to just a, a few things because I could go on and on and, and we have much more to discuss. Um, as I said, I dropped off a mug and you live in Denver, Colorado with your husband, Goran, but your family is in France. Now, just real quick, I want to check in concerning the pandemic and COVID-19. How are you and your family doing? Um, I have not seen them uh, during since a long time. I miss them, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, we are doing a lot of Zoom, uh, which is nice. Uh, they all live in Paris. Uh, it was it was really not easy, you know, to when it was the the stay at home because they didn't have the right to go uh, more than one kilometer away from the, the house. Uh, oh. It was it was just uh, you know it was enough to just go to the grocery store then they were not able to exercise. And you know, in the city of Paris, the city of Paris is very dense. Uh, um, I still have an apartment there. And uh, it, it, in this district, there is not one tree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> then you can imagine being, being uh, 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 at home uh, for months. Uh, it was not very easy. Yeah. Oh, and we do. We all miss our families. My family is on the East Coast and same thing, but I'm glad that no one has gotten sick and, um, you know, knock on wood, we're, we're in this for a bit longer. Um, back to every, as we discussed, Pierre Berger loaned pieces for the Yves Saint Laurent exhibit. Can you please e explain to me how you acquire these pieces um, for the museum exhibits? Oh, it's, it's very simple. Pierre Berger um, did organize uh, his museum very uh, long time ago, you know, at the end of the 70s, in the, the house of Saint Laurent. And he organized great uh, storages, exactly like a museum, uh, you know, way of keeping collections. And uh, everything has been uh, um, uh, put into, uh, you know, 
a very uh, easy way to, to search on computer. Um, and then uh, I was able to, uh, I mean, to tell you <laughs> more in a simple way, uh, to, to organize this exhibition, I went to several thousands of uh, uh, creation design that I tried on mannequin to see how they look like. Wow. Then it was a long process and I really envision every uh, looks that were kept by, by Pierre Berger in the um, today's um, Museum Saint Laurent. To, so to go through thousands and to create this story that you have is absolutely amazing. Touching the pieces. Now, I just love what you do. And I like people to see what, you know, they get to see us, let's say, at, at something lovely and fabulous, you know, the opening of the exhibit. But there is work to be done on the way. And here is another example of you working. <laughs> That's a very this was, nice. Yeah, That's that was nice. Shockwave. Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I am uh, checking the, the display of um, a look uh, created by Comme des Garçons, Ray Kawakubo for Comme des Garçons. And it's from the, the famous uh, collection of uh, summer 19, uh, 1997. And this collection is very important in the history of fashion because uh, it's the name uh, given by her is Body uh, meets dress, dress meets body, but the journalists call this collection the bump dress collection or the monstrous collection because you can see that, you know, inside the jacket there are some paddings that are really reshaping the body in a monstrous manner. And uh, the whole, why she did this, because, you know, she's very well known for her very avant-garde design. She was a pioneer of avant-garde fashion when she started to show her collection in Paris in 1981. And she wanted with this collection to challenge the, the classic, the traditional vision on the way a body should be, you know, a, fe a feminine body should be. I, I just think that's amazing. And to go through the pieces and, and, and of, of different collections, I think is, is fantastic. Um, you've worked with so many different designers, as we've even just mentioned too right there, um, with these exhibitions. Have you been dressed by any of these designers for the openings of the exhibitions? Uh, yes, very often I am able to borrow uh, dresses from the designers. I think the first one I borrowed uh, was from Paco Rabanne <laughs> a very long time ago. And then I was a very um, close friend and a real fan of Abedin Alaya. And then uh, I borrowed a lot of, of things and I, I also uh, bought a lot of his look. I have a huge collection. Uh, same thing with uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier, Thierry Mugler. Comme des garçons, comme des garçons, I have a huge collection, and I was able, you know, to uh, buy uh, the the samples from the show because, you know, the journalists and the, and the people, uh, you know, in the fashion world were invited to uh, private uh, sales you know, in the company. But uh, yes, uh, I, I like this uh, way of being involved with the, the fashion design because, to me, it's not 
just only um, a historical way to be involved or a theoretical way to be involved, but I like to experiment, uh, you know, the style on myself in, mm -hmm. a, in the real world because the fashion show is not exactly the real world and, and you know, like the dress I'm wearing uh, uh, of uh, Balenciaga by Demna Wasalia and uh, you, you can really, uh, you know, have a feeling uh, and you see how a design can uh, uh, interf interface with your behavior, you know, your uh -huh. gestures, your way of, of being, it's, it's very interesting. It's true, when you put on a piece of clothing, it will change the way that you stand. I have seen many models when we put them in a piece or even just myself, I'll put on something and my entire stature changes the way that, that I look. Sometimes people say, oh, you're making the face when you look at the back, but you do get this interesting feeling when you wear certain pieces. Now I have a question, Did this is a picture of you and Betty from the uh, the Dior opening in uh, in uh, Denver. Now, did you um, did you get lent this outfit or? Uh, I didn't borrow this uh, dress from the Saint Laurent house. I mean, from Pierre Berger, because at this time the Saint Laurent Couture house didn't exist anymore. Uh, it was you know. Oh, she'll come back. I've lost. <laughs> a very good friend, Anushka, and Anushka is very famous in Paris. She uh, has this company, Maison Anushka, uh, which is like an archive of uh, the whole history of fashion, more than 100 years of, of history of fashion. She has thousands of designs from all sorts of designers, and she's helping the the fashion creatives uh, by uh, showing them uh, archival pieces and they can be inspired by this. And this is a Saint Laurent dress from the 70s, from her archives. Can you say the name of her um, shop? Is it a shop? No, it's not a shop. You can't buy the clothes. It's, it's like a library, you know? Oh. It's like, a, it's a showroom, but it's only for designers, for artistic designers and their team, and they go there on, uh, by appointment, and they are able to see things from all sorts of decades, and they can be inspired by, by these, uh, 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 you know, dress and, and costume and designs. Uh -huh. It's mainly dresses, accessories. Uh, there is no drawings. It's only objects, you know, fashion objects. And the name uh, is Maison, you know, like we say in France, house, Maison, house. Anushka, Anushka. Anushka, okay. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Now, you and I, and we touched on this a little bit just a second ago, that um, the fashion shows that you have attended are absolutely stunning. Um, Alexander McQueen, John Galliano, um, but, you know, it's very different to see the clothing in a fashion show versus on the person. But just from a fashion show perspective, um, could you share with me your top three fashion shows and why you would choose those? Yeah, it's very difficult to answer and to uh, just quote three fashion shows because I have so, seen so many incredible things. But I would say perhaps 
the, the show of Thierry Mugler uh, for summer uh, 1984 at the Zenith. Uh, it was extraordinary. It, first of all, the, the, it was in a, in a concert hall, the biggest in Paris. And uh, uh, it was open to, to, the, to the public. People could buy a ticket to attend the show. And, uh, and it was extraordinary, you know, the, the, the mise-en-scene, the, the set design, there was, uh, you know, like a virgin that was uh, going down from the ceiling, you know, it was Pat Cleveland uh, dressed with, and there was angels, and it was really amazing. Um, then, I, I, there are many things that I remember, but perhaps, you know, one of the Martin Margiela, Margiela uh, and because the show was happening in a very special place, uh, in, in a very, uh, I would say, poor district of Paris, in a, in a place used for garbage, uh, and we were literally uh, seated on trash, you know, and there was all the kids of the district that were involved in the show, you know, they were, they were, uh, 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 they were showing themselves with the models and the, the models were wearing um, these outfits made with a recycled plastic bag, uh, not soon, but taped. Then it was, you know, it was very early on, this idea of recycling, very mm -hmm. interesting. And it was in the middle of winter, it was freezing, and there was this big, uh, you know, uh, pot of, um, uh, hot uh, wine that you could uh, drink <laughs> to keep you warm. <laughs> no, it was really. And then uh, perhaps I, I would say um, one uh, show of uh, Galliano for Dior mm. um, that happened for the summer uh, 1998 at the Opera of Paris. Ah. Uh, you know, in the famous uh, Opera Garnier uh, which is this opera built in the 19th century. The decor is unbelievable, very Baroque. And the whole collection was everywhere in the opera, you know, and it was totally uh, uh, extraordinary. But I there think are it many was the one where the, the models would come down. Did they come down yes. a staircase and then go through rooms yes. and some would dance? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would go down the staircase, this very, uh, um, you know, it's beautiful staircase, and they uh, would uh, be, uh, the dresses were inspired by Paul Poiret, you know, the 1910 and the 1920s, and uh, there was also dresses inspired by Marquesa Casati, you know, who, who was, uh, one of, of the figure that uh, Galliano was really fan of, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there was there were wigs, and no, it was unbelievable. There was a lot of history woven into that, and I, I just thought that was really fantastic. And then I, I can see why you chose those three, um, absolutely. But having a favorite fashion show is very different than having a favorite collection. Um, what would be your top three? collections? Uh, again, it's super difficult to answer, you know. Um, <laughs> I can try. <laughs> um, I would say in the 1980s, uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier, 
you can quote many collection, but perhaps the collection of uh, 1985, uh, which includes uh, skirts for men. Mm -hmm. And it, it was really uh, very, very new at this time to show uh, uh, boys dressed with uh, skirts and, and, and dresses, you know. And it was again, you know, pioneering the, the gender representation. Mm -hmm. Then I remember this. Um, Azidin Alaya also, I would say perhaps the, the summer uh, 1991 called the Tati collection, very inspired by the street style, inspired by a store called Tati, where you can find things so inexpensive, where everybody can be dressed for really nothing, you know. Uh, it was before H&M <laughs> and, uh, and in this collection, you know, it, this collection was a lot about the body representation, you know, very sensual bodies. There was uh, Naomi Campbell was one of the stars of the show, you know, she was so gorgeous and cute and it was, let's say, almost like a body art, exactly like, like you would uh, uh, speak about some uh, artistic movement. Mm -hmm. And then, <laughs> difficult, uh, I, I would say one of the collection of Nicolas Gesquier at Balenciaga. Very futuristic. The shaping of body uh, was very interesting and, and very futuristic. Oh, Florence, but I'm sorry, I, I lost you. I lost you right at the beginning of uh, this this third one. Can you okay. repeat that, please? Yes. The the third show that I would mention is a show for summer two, 2008 hmm. by uh, Nicola Gaisker for Balenciaga, and uh, because. It was a very interesting in terms of technique, in terms of textile research. Mm -hmm. uh, it was mixing silk and neoprene. Uh, neoprene was hidden un under the silk, uh, and uh, with it was you know using prints from the 60s, you know with flowers. But it was very futuristic, and he really found a way to reshape the body in a very uh, interesting way. Wow, that's, I'm, thank you so much. I mean, I, I love to hear what you're interested in um, and what some of the things um, are that really jazz you up. <laughs> Did you, recently with the pandemic, um, fashion shows are online. Um, and so did you get to see the Dior fashion show that was on online for Paris Fashion Week? Yes. yes, so beautiful. I, I mean, it's, it's a, so I would say very poetic, uh, very, uh, it's a fantasy world. Uh, it's these uh, beautiful girls, the beautiful goddesses almost, you know. And I, I love this story of the miniatures, you know, brought into a trunk, traveling the world, meeting these uh, uh, muses, you know, in, in forest, which has a, a lot to do with uh, mythology, you know, mm -hmm. um, this is really interesting. But now, weren't you, um, 
the first to bring, um, to display these miniatures in an exhibit, because once I saw that in there, I thought of you. They opened this, if anyone has not seen it, please look at it on um, YouTube. But they open this um, this trunk. There are these porters with this trunk, and it looks like the house of Dior. And they open it up, and there are these miniature uh, dresses. And I do have a quick photo I want to show so that people understand what we're talking about from the Dior exhibit. Yes, you can see um, a display of, of all sorts of accessories, and. On the upper part of the photo, you can see one of these miniatures, mm -hmm. and it's the miniature of a very famous dress uh, in the history of the house, the Juno dress, uh, designed by Christian Dior in 1949. And these miniatures uh, were, um, I mean, it's the idea of, I mean, showing a savoir-faire, you know, how you can reduce a, a um, life-size dress to a very, you know, uh, a short, uh, petit, petite uh, size, um, and um, I, I think the, the first time uh, I did curate an exhibition about Dior that was showing this miniature was in Asia, wow. and really the the visitors love it because, especially the kids, but not only the kids, you know, uh, the adults also love this different size uh, where and it's it's like um, you know it shows the the knowledge of the atelier of the workshops how because to reduce from the life size to the miniature you have to find the proper fabric the proper uh, um, embroideries motifs you know it's it's a in fact it's even more difficult than to do a, a life size uh, oh and the detail is absolutely amazing um, to see them. I, I just spent a lot of time at those tableaus. You had them in different colors, red, blue, green, yellow. Um, and I just thought it was amazing. And I wonder, are these, is that, did they create these uh, many years ago to bring around because it was easier to travel with, to show people that would want these? It could be seen exactly this way because mm -hmm. Uh, in, uh, in the house, they were inspired by the tradition uh, that goes back to the 18th century. Um, in the 18th century, to advertise the, the design of the Parisian uh, couturier, it was not described like this, but anyway, um, they're, they're were, they were um, doing uh, miniatures mm -hmm. of their creation, and these miniatures were traveling in uh, Europe and they were going to all the main cities in order to uh, eventually uh, get some uh, demand of dresses. And, and uh, right after the Second World War, uh, in 45 and 46, uh, there was an organization that was made by all the French couturiers called the Le Petit Théâtre de la Mode, mm -hmm. the Little Theater of Fashion, that was exactly the same way, you know, it was miniatures and it was traveling first in Europe and second uh, in the US to say, to give a message, well, uh, uh, the French couture still exists, <laughs> the, the houses and they, they have not disappeared. We are there, we are still inventing great things and and if you can go back to Paris to look at this collection, that would be great. That was the message. 
right after here we break. are again. Here we are again with this same message. We are still here. We are still making the dresses. <laughs> You're not. Um, now, the Denver Art Museum has reopened. Um, do you have any plans for a fashion exhibit in 2021 that you might be able to share with us? Yes, absolutely. I'm currently uh, working on an exhibition um, which, you know, the dates ha have been changed, of course, because of the, the virus, the agenda of, of the museum's uh, exhibitions have changed. But yes, it will happen uh, next year and it will be an exhibition that it will go through the 50s to the 90s and it will be a cross uh, um, story between Paris and Hollywood. Oh, and it yes. will show how, you know, there was connections between these two cities that are so glamorous and elegant. Oh, that's, that's going to be wonderful. And maybe a little Edith Head conversation in there as well, as there was some battling going on. Well, please keep me posted and we will let everyone know uh, when the dates are finalized. And um, we're just so all excited to, to see what's coming up at the Denver Art Museum. And thank you, Florence, because with you as the curator of fashion and textiles, the Denver Art Museum is quickly becoming the most influential museum for fashion and design in the world. Thank you so very much for coming on Behind Fashion with me. What a wonderful treat for all of us. And I'm so glad we could learn more about you and your history as you continue to help us to learn about the history of the art of fashion. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you and have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> and thank you all for attending this week's Behind Fashion series with my guest, Florence Bueller, the Denver Art Museum's Avenir Foundation Curator of Textile Art and Fashion. Next week, we will go behind fashion with stylist, fashion editor, and consultant, Georgia Benju. See you next Wednesday, July 29th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. West Coast, and 5 p.m. British Summertime. All the best to you and yours.